Conversations with Dog. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dog. My name is Susie Gotti and I am the loyal mouthpiece of Charlie, the radio host, who is right here beside me today and uh, has been very excited about this upcoming show. Um, He's been sort of more excited about it than uh, any other show that I have seen him. So um, it's always interesting, and I wonder, like, (laughs) what this has to do with the actual topic, because, of course, Charlie um, has his own story here with this particular topic, which we will get into a little bit as well. And, um, (laughs) yeah, I know, so he is pushing me quite hard at the moment. So, okay, cool. (laughs) So welcome to the show, everybody. And I know we have some guests on the line today, which I'm really excited about, too, because I love the interaction. I love you guys' questions. And I love when you even ask Charlie questions about certain things. But so let's actually get started with the the topic here. So first of all, um, the, the whole thing about when our animals get sick, I know that a lot of us uh, get quite worried about that, even more than when we are sick, because we we don't feel like we can really communicate with them. We don't know if they're in pain. We don't know if they're suffering. We don't know what's going on for them, you know, and so that makes it sometimes <clears throat> really hard for us to sort of stay in this place of interesting point of view, which is one of the tools of access consciousness that, I am using extensively. So interesting point of view is something that can help you in a situation like that when you're starting to freak out. Because the biggest thing that that I can see with, with this topic is to know when you should go into action and to know when you are okay or your pet is okay and you don't have to rush to the vet or or do something like that. And so oftentimes when we're in a panic mode, we're no longer functioning from awareness because we are shutting down our awareness at that moment. We are we're cutting off everything that is allowing us to perceive what is truly going on with our pets and we we get this like you know, dramatic moment. So I've been I've done that and I know it sometimes isn't easy to step back and go, Okay, is this a, an emergency? Do I have to bring my animal to the vet right away? Um, Is this something I can deal with? Is this a life and death situation? What is really going on here? And those are questions that if you can sit back and really just take a breath and sort of go, okay, interesting point of view. I'm in a panic mode right now. Everything that is, I will destroy and uncreate it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. And also everything my animal is in panic about right now, can you now please destroy and uncreate all that? Times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And then basically allow ourselves to now ask a question, so is this an emergency? Do I have to go and see the vet? Because if 
And this is something, and yes, Charlie, I know he's sighing. I'm, I will let you talk in a second. Just, sorry, sorry. Just one more thing. <laughs> if it is something that um, wasn't something that needed to be addressed by the vet, those are often the times when you go to the vet and they can't find anything that's going on with your animal at all. And they may still keep them overnight or do all kinds of tests, but then they say, we don't really know what was going on. Those are the moments where the symptoms could be quite dramatic looking, and yet there wasn't anything there that was actually really truly affecting the animal. So, um, so Charlie, um, okay, so what is it actually that you would like to say about all of this, like sickness, disease, and all of that. Well, one one of the things that actually just comes into my mind right now is uh, the the one time when I had this with him, where I went into a panic. Um, he was laying at home and he was partially unresponsive, like he wasn't really reacting to what I was. I was trying to get him uh, to get up, and he was just not reacting at all. And his eyelids had sort of dropped. So he he had no his eyelids weren't staying um, put with his eyes and so I went into panic mode and I thought he I don't know I thought he was dying so I rushed him to the vet and that's what he is basically communicating with me right now was like uh, that was stupid um, which then yes it was there was nothing wrong with him at all and um, so Charlie what was that. And what are you what are you actually wanting to communicate with that right now? Um, so, what he the energy that he's giving me now is that what he was working through at that time had something to do with what was that with the earth and not with um, anything else. And so he was processing something for the earth at the time. Uh, so at um, toxins, he was processing some kind of toxins through his body for the earth. Now, Charlie, when you say that, how do we even deal with that? Or what is what is it that we need to know about this? What question could I have asked to know about this? Um, he, he said, well, you could have asked me if this is mine. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> that would have been smart. I understand that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so asking him, well, is this actually yours? Whatever this is that your body is showing right now, is this yours? And if it's a no, okay, cool. What is it that your body is doing in this moment? And then basically perceiving the energy of that and some of you might go like, well, I don't know how to perceive the energy of that. But you can keep it really simple, too, because the truth makes you feel lighter and the lie makes you feel heavy. So if you ask your animal, for example, is this an emergency, yes or no, then you can perceive if the yes feels lighter, then please, by all means, do what you see fit to do. And if it's a no, then actually maybe ask another question. Okay, is your body doing something for another animal or the earth or for another person or for somebody or something else? You could just even keep it that broad, yes or no. And so you can really play with the yes and no and whatever makes you feel lighter. 
And that's really one of the tools that seems to be so basic, and yet a lot of us are not using it all the time, but it is such a basic tool. And when you start to play with it every day with everything that you are doing, you really get a sense very, very quickly what is light and what is heavy, and you start to really know right away what the energetic awareness is in that moment. And that doesn't mean that maybe a half hour later there might be something else showing up. So don't ever, when you get into a a situation where you are asking questions and you get one thing or the other, don't ever come to a conclusion where you are like, oh, now I'm, you know, this is what it was, so now I'm just going to follow that forever. No, this was just good for the 10 seconds that you asked. That doesn't mean that every 10 seconds you have to ask the same question. But when something shifts energetically, then ask another question or ask again, possibly the same question, just so that you stay in in awareness. So when the energy shifts, you you can usually tell when the energy starts to shift. So, um, okay, so Charlie, um, back to this question I had about the toxins or what you said, toxins... You were processing something for the earth. Now, how does that actually work? Well, he says, I don't know. Um, Okay, that's not a very bright question because he doesn't know exactly how that works, but but you know you are doing it. Yes. So when you're doing it, what can we as people do to support or what what could I have done to support that rather than go into panic? Well, the very first thing that popped in was acknowledgement, like just acknowledging that, yes, this is going on. Yes, my animal is doing this for the planet, for the earth at the moment. So a big acknowledgement to them and their bodies for assisting. What else? Okay, so um, I just got sort of support. So how can we support? <clears throat> how can we support that? Oh, <laughs> by not being in judgment. Okay, so um, so we we often go into judgment when our animals are doing things for us or others, and oftentimes I even talk to people and they say, "I know my animal is doing this for me, but I want them to stop." But what Charlie is really saying here is like, no, don't ask me to stop. Acknowledge me for what I'm doing. Support me in that sense that you don't have judgment of me actually doing it. And so all the judgments, computations, and conclusions that we have made about our animals, sicknesses, illnesses, and the way that they are handling their bodies, can we now please destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Times the gods, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And at this point, I would actually uh, like to see if there is somebody who is here with us today um, who has a question about um, this for Charlie or in general just wants to mention something. Susie, you have questions on the uh, submitted online. Okay, let's see. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, okay, what do we... Okay. 
Yes, we are probably going to talk a little bit about body processes, I think. Yes, Charlie? Yes. Okay, cool. So um, there's one question here. Hey, thank you. Our dog sometimes eats grass. When and then it comes up, it is, is it something I need to be concerned about and how can I assist her? Um, so, Charlie, when you guys eat grass, what does that actually... What is that doing for your body? It's so funny. He's like, oh, God, a grass. Yeah. Like, um, okay, so I know you like to eat grass, too, and I know you sometimes throw it up, too. And people have all kinds of fairy tales about that, like, oh, it's going to rain when your dog eats grass, or <laughs> his stomach is upset when he, when he eats grass. So what actually is it that makes you eat grass? Oh, um, for him, it's actually something he likes, the, the sensation of it in his mouth. Um, it's fun for him to chew on. Okay, what else? The taste, actually, he likes the taste. Not all grass, though. Um, there are definitely big differences, so he picks the grass he likes. And... Okay, so actually there's something else about the grass. There is actually something in the grass that is... Oh, okay, so there is something in the grass that actually works for his body, but then if it's too much, it doesn't get digested, so it just comes back up again. It's sort of like no big deal. So what I'm getting overall is that the whole grass-eating thing has way more meaning to it than it actually has like it sort of feels more like to him just like a a leisurely thing to do not something that he would run out and search to do because it's so important for his body but more something that's sort of an opportunistic kind of thing um anything else about grass eating is there something to be concerned about with that charlie uh no it's just what we do (laughs) it's just what he says so um, no big deal and you know yes it does come up again so if your dog has eaten grass and you are sort of not going to be looking forward to your dog throwing up in your house then maybe keep them outside until they throw up and then bring them in that's my point of view that was not Charlie's point of view by the way <laughs> so just saying that real quick um, <clears throat> okay cool um, another question here is: Our dog Abby is twelve years is a twelve year old Shepherd Husky cross, and has been very slowing down, a lot of sleeping more than she used to. Last year she would run a lot, went outside, and her eyes aren't as shining like before. She also has started to get up on the furniture and peeing, where she has never done that before. Okay, so Charlie, what? Um, what awareness do we have about Abby? Um, so how how can they support Abby or what is actually required? Um, okay, so the first thing that, that Charlie said to that was allowance for the change. So being an allowance of Abby's change that she is going through and not making it wrong, um, and this is me adding not making that wrong and not not uh, coming to conclusions about what all these things mean, 
a lot of people go immediately to the place of, oh, when my dog is getting older, that means they're going to die soon, and now I'm going to have to prepare for that, and it's going to be dreadful, and I don't like it, and I don't want to go there, and I want to avoid that at all costs. And that's often something where it makes it very hard for the animal to actually have your support in the process just because they are they are getting also frustrated because their body is changing and they know too that they no longer can deliver what they used to deliver before. For example, when you're saying her eyes are under shiny and she would run a lot and now she's not and so there's a lot of that um that Abby really would like to still deliver that but she can't. Um so all the points of views we have about the olding and aging of our animals and how that is going to affect um, our relationship with them and basically the life and living we have with them. Can we now please destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Time to go and right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, Charlie, what um, what would Abby actually like to... So <clears throat> the other thing actually that that um just came through from Abby is that she's actually confused. She feels a bit confused. So the whole thing about getting up on the furniture, it, there is a bit of confusion there in terms of um maybe something is not quite clicking for her in the sense like she's she seems like she has some confusion. Um, so, Abby, um, and it is it possible, have you asked her if she actually does have some kind of a bladder weakness going on? And, again, please check with her body and ask the question and see what makes you feel lighter or heavier. Is there something going on with her bladder? is she maybe not as able to control her urine? So when she is making moves like jumping up on furniture or anything that's more strenuous, um, maybe she can't hold it right then and there. So there might be something there too. Um, Something with her bladder is a possibility. I would just check and see what makes you feel lighter there. Um, Anything else for Abby, Charlie? Okay, so... This is actually one of the things, and and um, anytime your animal is experiencing any kind of sickness, you can always ask the body if it would like to receive some body work. And there are so many body processes that we have in access consciousness that are also working on animals. It's really quite amazing. And I have done quite a few radio shows on body processes. If you would like to find them, please go to susigazi.com, click on the archive video tab and go to the food and body section. And within that, there are shows about body processes. So listen to them because I explain quite a few of them. And I will actually mention a couple after the break as well. Um, But just for, for you to know, I've done quite a few shows on these and they are available um, and also just downloadable. So, um, and I will mention a few right after this. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? 
thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com And welcome back. One of the things that I would like to uh, talk about a little bit now is the body processes and how we can support our animals with them. And there are so many stories about animals that have had physical problems that were really changed quite dynamically with these body processes or even quote-unquote healed with these body processes. I always recommend that, please, even when you do body processes, always ask questions, you know, does the body also require veterinary assistance? Does the body require um, anything else to assist it, whether it is uh, homeopathically or any other way to assist whatever is going on? But nonetheless, those body processes are nothing short of miracles uh, in many, many, many ways. And I know, Tammy, you have your own stories on that too, if you mm-hmm. want to <laughs> pipe in here. But one of the things really is like one of the very basic processes um, for animals that are aging, for example, and what we just talked about, Abby, is a process called exit stage left. Now, this process can really assist an animal to be more connected to their body so that is uh, then it's easier to make the choice to also leave the body behind. Now, a lot of people think that when they run exit stage left, their animal is going to die very quickly, but really that is not true. Um, I ran this process for a whole two years on my cat before she died, so this really doesn't mean anything. It just is going to make the process of dying way, way, way easier than... Um, if you don't run it. The other thing that also can help with that is called restoration of communion with earth. So how do you do that? So again, you just put your hands anywhere 
on your animal and call up the process, exit stage left, all the exit stage left systems, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond, and the process will start running. And you just keep your hands anywhere on your animal for however long your animal will let you do it. If they don't let you do it at all, then probably it's not the process they're asking for. Restoration of communion with earth is run on the feet, but <clears throat> with animals that's not always easy, so just run it anywhere on the body as well and just do the same thing. Restoration of communion with earth, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. <clears throat> One of the processes that can really assist with any kind of disease um, is MTVSS, and that is also one that I describe extensively in one of my radio shows. So um, please listen to that if you want to know a little bit more about the process. But again, also this is a process where you put your hands on and you ask for MTVSS and all the rest, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Now this process works way more dynamically if you had it run once on yourself by somebody who had received it from someone else or um, MTVSS has like a page of all these different energies that are part of it. If you read through all that, it will also uh, be more dynamic. I don't have the page here to read to you. It would be quite long. But um, there is a lot of energy in that particular process. Now, that can really assist with any kind of immune stuff. Um, it can really assist with um, cancerous things that might be going on. Um, pretty much a lot of the disorders that the body might have can be quite dynamically addressed with exit uh, with <laughs> MTVSS. Sorry. So, um, do you guys have any questions or anything else um, that you would like to <coughs> uh, contribute to this? Um, whoever is on the line, I Just do have a here. question. This is April and. I have a question about my cat, Star, and what you said about the aging is really, really helpful. And he's been scratching for years, and now it's gotten to be more to where he um, breaks his, the skin is, is raw, especially around his neck. And I didn't know if, you, if there are any suggestions that Charlie might have for him. Yeah, so um, this is actually, thanks for asking that, because unfortunately there are a lot of, um, pets nowadays that are having this and it's very funny because wherever you go um, it's called the da 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 itch like we had it in Santa Barbara and dogs had it it was the, called the Santa Barbara itch and in <laughs> Australia where I often am it's called the Queensland itch and you know I don't know if we have a Vegaville itch in Alberta but <laughs> I know that pretty much um, wherever the vets don't know how to deal this particular condition of animals scratching their skin raw. They call it the itch. Um, and oh. it's really something that people are puzzled by because it's, um, it can have so many different reasons. And this is still me talking, and I will talk to, we will let Charlie pipe in here in any second. I just want to give a little bit of information that I have, which is, you know, the, there is there are so many things that it can be. It could be allergies. It can be the environment. It can be so many different things. And that's why often um, the vets are quite baffled on how to treat it because it is not always a, a, basically a straightforward thing. So, so Charlie, um, I want to actually ask him now, and even on the broader 
picture, like what is the itch um, that I was just describing? What actually is that? And um, <laughs> what, <laughs> this is funny. I mean, sometimes I just wonder if I make this up. Um, he was saying, um, duh, it's the earth. Okay. <laughs> I Sometimes I'm going like, really? Can I say this out loud? Okay. And then he says, yes. And I go, okay, 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 okay. Uh, so he literally said, duh, it's the earth. So <laughs> what are what are these animals doing? For, so are they just facilitating the earth or also... So, well, my question really, Charlie, is, is why is it more pets that we're seeing this with and not, like, or is it also in wild animals and we just don't get to see it? Um, okay, so he he's basically saying also that, no, it is pets because we're trying to make you aware of something. So um, it's <sighs> actually not so much that they are facilitating the earth but it's more like hey wake up um wake up the earth wake up the earth is dying that's what he is saying wow so oh i'm having goosebumps okay so um yeah so everything that brought up and everything that we have been in denial about, about all this, can we now please just try and create all that? Yes. Yeah. Times got so in right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, okay. So, hmm. so Charlie, what is it actually that the earth is asking for? Um, he is basically saying, um, so th- this is more of an energy of being in, uh, being kind to the earth and being in communion. It's actually the kindness is more what I'm getting from him is what he is describing here is that we, well, the first thing that actually came in when I asked that was stop the rape. Um, um, raping the earth is what is what needs to stop. So here it is. <laughs> so, um, so what all, so, okay. So with all these pets that are doing this, yeah, it's really just like, because I, I was going to ask him again, so is it really just for us to wake up? Or is there something else? And he's like, no, wake up. So if we all were to contribute, so how can we change this, Charlie? So, okay, so what actually came up? So the contribution that we can be for the earth. Because oftentimes we go into this overdrive of like, well, how do I change this? How do I what do I do now? Like, I, I am just my one little person here. How do I change any of this? And there is this one tool that we actually have an access that is quite dynamic, and it's called a one, two, three. So, Charlie, would it actually be a contribution for people to do this on a daily basis? Yes. So this is really simple. So it just every day when you think of it, if you were to just like put your hands up and just go, okay, so 
everything that I can contribute to the earth right now, I'll just do it on three. And then you count to three and you just hurl every energy that basically you, you gather all the energy that you have available at that moment to contribute and then you just hurl your hands forward on three. And you do that like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times every day um, to contribute whatever energy it, it is that the earth is asking for without a point of view. So you're not saying I'm contributing to the earth to get better or for the water to get cleaner or for any of those things. It's literally just no, let's just contribute energy without a point of view. If the earth needs to create an earthquake because of it, then so so that is our contribution to that energy. But pretty much just an energy without a point of view. Um, now, and, okay, so Charlie, is there something we can do if the person is now willing to actually do this? Is Are the animals then, or the, the animals that are living with that person, would they be more willing to let go of their body stuff, or is there something else that the body requires? Um, the weird thing is what he just said was variety. And what do you mean by that? He's not really, I don't know what that is. There is an energy, I have no words for um, variety. I I can't, I don't know what else to say. Um, the, I perceive the energy, but I don't have words for that. So is it variety in your daily life? Is it variety in the food you eat? Is it variety, like what is the variety? I am not sure. Um, and he's not really offering anything else. Uh, this is maybe one of those moments where it's like, you have to come up with this yourself. <laughs> I'm not helping you. <laughs> so um, how does that feel like for you, um, though, right now with, with your kid? Did, this, did all of this make you feel lighter or heavier, or where do you sit with all this? It made me feel lighter. And actually, I did the body class that June and Curry taught last weekend, and Star has had less symptoms since then. He's he's not great, like full of energy, but he he definitely seems to be more at ease since that. Okay, great. So, yeah, so maybe play with this whole thing about variety and what that could be, and maybe also offer him some body work and see what he would like. Um, what energies, and with cats, it's always interesting. They are much less inclined to just sit there and receive energy work unless they really need it. A cat is way more um, inclined to just hop away when the energy doesn't match exactly what their body is asking for. So just ask for different energies if he starts to wa- uh, walk away from it. Just ask if there a different energy, turn on a different energy and see which one he will respond to. So um, that's what I would play with and then see where where this one goes. Um, But it is definitely interesting, the whole thing about the variety. So, And sorry, I don't have more for you there, but he is not giving me any more information. (laughs) Oh, this is great. Thank you. (laughs) Cool. Cool. Um, Okay. So, all right. Um, and actually, I uh, just have a little um, 
comment here from from Abby's people, and they were saying we think that she's getting on the furniture. Um, we feel that it has something to do with our furniture having been cleaned this winter, and that, that the smell is confusing. Hmm. Charlie, Abby, is that true? I don't actually get that it has to do with that. So what is the confusing the confusing element here? I get Abby it it okay, so Charlie, what okay, hang on. Sometimes too much is going on in my head. Sorry, those those are the moments when I go into stutter mode. Sorry. <laughs> so um <clears throat> So my sense is ask Abby if she is actually confused about her environment at times and isn't sure about certain things anymore. Um, it's almost like, you know, when um, when people start to, uh, some people when they get older, start to get dementia or Alzheimer's. Now, you know, I don't want to say this is the same because it doesn't feel quite like it. And yet there might be that moment where Abby is sort of going like, I don't know where I am exactly. And then it's like, oh, here I am. But so is that possibly something that, that might be creating the confusion? And please ask her. Um, and then they also say, though, that they have run um, some body processes on her and that Abby comes to bug them to run the body process. And that's actually mm-hmm. great. Like any animal that knows that you have these body processes available, usually comes um, to you and and gets it from you, really, because they know what their bodies are requiring, desiring. So this is a great way to play with them if um, if you're willing. Um, so before I I go into anything else, let's uh, let's do a couple more little messages here, and then we'll see where the show goes after the break. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, 
allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. Being here with me today for this show. And um, actually, before I go into anything else, are there any other questions or comments from anybody who is here live with us today? Susie, this is Victoria in Portland. I wanted to ask... Hi. Hi. When about, I'd say for about four years after moving into a new house, I was so proud that I had trained my cat to go to the bathroom outside like a dog. And um, because I just took her out all the time and walked her all the time, and then she would just let me know when she had to go to the bathroom just like a dog. And I, I think that I kind of sort of solidified that as being really right. And I was like, this is great. No litter box. And I would brag to everybody about it. And, and um, I was so pleased. But then, like, a, about a year ago, she started wanting to go to the bathroom in the house again. Like, she had a few accidents. And I just got that, that she saw me going to the bathroom in the house, and she wanted to go to the bathroom in the house. So I had to get a litter box again. And I was, you know, kind of bummed because I had fought four years of um, litter-free cat company. So I just thought I would put that out there and see what your thoughts were. <laughs> well, um, so the first thing that, that really sort of came to mind was really what we talked about earlier is when our animals are going through a change, are we really willing to you know, see that as something that they are going through or choosing or, you know, when that is occurring, like how often are we fighting that or we think we want to hold on to how it used to be. So um, all the places, yeah, so all the places in which you made it significant that things would stay the same and be the status quo, will you please destroy and create all that? Yes. Times it got so and right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And you know, and sometimes when we are in a situation like that, I would even also ask, would it be possible to actually have a compromise in that situation? Like how far would you be willing to go? Like does the half the does the litter box have to sit like right in the house or could it be in a really, you know, hidden place where it doesn't really bother you so much or you know, <clears throat> what compromise would you be willing to make with your kitty, in other words? And, uh-huh. you know, the one the one thing that actually, um, when you said it, uh, in terms of, like, you going to the bathroom in the house and her yeah. seeing that, when you say that, does that make you feel lighter or heavier? Uh, heavier, like... Um, yeah. Know, uh, so, because that, that really didn't totally like jump for me as a, a place of what your kitty was perceiving. It was more like mm-hmm. she's going through a change and it's like different now, you know, and, and would you be willing to to celebrate the change and the difference with her? 
And I know it's not something you're enjoying so much, you know, having taken care of litter boxes and all that stuff. But if you were willing to let go of your point of view about it and if you were willing to actually take this with joy, how could you how could you then deal with the situation? Okay. You know, and um yeah, so and let's see if Charlie has something to add or, or, or another perspective on that. Um and so what what I actually got from him is significance. Like we make things so significant so often when they maybe are not, you know, um mm-hmm. you know, in a way it's like how how big a deal is it truly to have a little box, you know, and I, I get where you're at and I do understand it. Like I don't like them either. I had cats for a long time. Um and yet, you know, is it is it something you would be willing to maybe have in in both of your lives as a possibility again? Yeah. Exactly. And I could I can also have a conversation with her and ask her to, to go outside more, you know, maybe half the time when I take when when we are outside, you know, to take yeah. that opportunity. Exactly. And so that could be a great compromise. Hey, when we're already outside walking around, could you please also take a whiz? Please, you know. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> or a pool or both, you know. <laughs> Let's make that part of our outing. Absolutely. <laughs> Great negotiation. I like it. <laughs> and I think your kitty likes it too. She's laughing with us, I think. <laughs> cool. Yeah, she came over. While we were talking, she came over and sat next to me. You know what I was saying, how it seemed like the cat wanted to go to the bathroom in the house was because I had the litter box in the bathroom and... um she she and I have become like codependent, you know, we're so bonded now that I mean I feel like I need to like maybe break some cords between us because it's like when I go to the bathroom, she goes to the bathroom. We're like totally in sync. Hmm. And and I'm wondering if it would help to kind of I don't know, you know, destroy and uncreate any, you know, like codependent relationship ties. But I mean, that's what making it significant too. Like, what's wrong? How about what, how about you start yeah, going outside fun. to piss too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I again. While we're on the subject, is there is there really a such thing as being too? dependent or needy with your pet like um uh, I feel like she and I are like really really close at this time in our life and um you know um so, <clears throat> yeah I get it so Charlie what do you what do you know about that particular um that particular issue can can you be codependent can an animal get codependent with a person um, the animal doesn't. He says no, but the people do. Um, and okay. so, right. you know, people people are the ones that create that energy. Animals really, animals don't really function from that energy. So, um, so really, it's like again, the animal delivers. So whatever you are asking for, the animal delivers. So when you are basically, if 
if it's a great sign for you how much in sync you are when you both are going to the bathroom together, then, you know, that might be um, basically a creation that the animal then fulfills in order to fulfill whatever that is that you're looking for. So everything that is, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Yes. Times it got zillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Now, um, I want to actually turn this a little bit because we've gotten into a little bit away from the idea of um, illness and disease and all that with our animals. And I just want to make sure, is there somebody else who maybe has um, a question? And there's a couple more things um, actually online here. Wow, there's quite a few things. Um, So somebody says, I am a nurse and my client was really sick with the virus. Suddenly, the cat started vomiting all over the place. While the patient's mom was at the pet hospital with the cat, the patient's vitals went really off. Um, Mom had also been playing doctor and treating patient for something totally different that that I was not interested in being part of. I'm curious if the cat was contributing to my patient in some way or even me. So, Charlie... Um, what is that for you? And yeah, so this is the part where we really have to start to look at how much all of us are connected. And so all the places in which we are in denial about the connection that we all have with each other, can we please now destroy and uncreate all that? Yes. Times of God's and right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So the acknowledgement that our bodies assist each other, um, that that we are constantly contributing to each other, is really something we have to start to be willing to be way, way, way more in tune with. And especially um, the animals are so much more willing to do this without a point of view and and so um, this is, by the way, still Charlie's energy talking, although I'm, I'm not quite talking as him, but almost um, because he, he keeps giving me that information of the connection of all things is really real. It's not a made-up idea. It's not a concept. It's not something that is sort of abstract. It is actually there and very much part of life and so we have to be willing to acknowledge that in a much more dynamic way and um, so when things like this occur not making this serendipitous but really paying attention to it and being willing to acknowledge that it is occurring and the way we started basically the acknowledgement the gratitude and the um the space of basically no significance with all that is really a requirement in order for this to um, to become more cognitive for all of us. Um, so that's that's really something important. Um, okay. So okay, let's see. Um, So somebody says here, thank you, Charlie. The skin irritations having to do with the earth requiring a contribution brought tears to my eyes. 
I love how some of your responses are such so much more simple than me than we tend to make them. Could the word variety um have be that different animals require different things <laughs> where the body processes of something else? Thank you for that. Um, because that actually made Charlie look at me and go, yeah, dum dum. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> oh God, thank you. So um, great contribution. <laughs> yes, and and that is actually something too. I I really want to just say, yes, every animal is different, and please, 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 we have to start be willing to acknowledge that because it is really. Um, such a difference when when we are willing to become aware that every animal requires something different from us, and there is never exactly the same thing for the for similar situations and we have to be willing to ask questions and really be willing to to be that contribution to them in whatever way that them or their bodies are asking for it and not ever coming to conclusion about what it is or how it can be changed or treated. Um, please, let's keep asking questions, even if it's frustrating. And this is actually one of the things um, that I I wrote up in the beginning of the show too, which uh, or this, the show description, one of the things that um, Charlie actually has been going through with his own body um, has been very puzzling for me. And he he has been basically going through this ever since I got him. And so um, this has been something that for me has been a huge challenge. And so I have been playing a lot with asking questions. And sometimes it's frustrating when you don't actually get anywhere, quote unquote, when things aren't getting better or things are getting worse. And so when the radio start, show started, when we started doing it together, his symptoms started flaring up a lot. And so um, I had to start asking questions again. And what I was actually, what I became aware of was that with the radio show now, he was tuning into so many more people and animals than he was doing before. And so again, being willing to acknowledge how much these animals are contributing um, to each other and to us in so many different ways. And and actually now it's starting to be better again or easier on him again. So how many of us are actually really truly willing to acknowledge the contribution that these animals are being to us and the earth and each other and so forth? So everything that doesn't allow us all to step way, way more into that acknowledgement, can we not please destroy and create all that? Yes. Times it got William, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So I would really, really like to encourage you all to to run something that will allow you to um, step more into that. Like you could run something like what energy, space and consciousness can me and my body be to be in total acknowledgement of my pet, my pet's body, and the the energies of the earth, and everything that doesn't allow it, I'll destroy and uncreate it. Times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Make up your own thing. Make up whatever works for you. 
Um, and just if we could all really be more and more willing to to perceive also that we all can be a contribution to the earth and that we all have something that we can offer. None of us are not able. So please, you, we are all able. Please do your one, two, threes every day um, as a contribution, at least that, you know, and, and, and not even that. It's not at least that. It's like please also acknowledge how much that can also contribute to the earth. So... <clears throat> Cool. So thank you all for being here today. Um, This has been a great show. I had a lot of fun here. Thank you, Charlie. As always, you are really cool. I love you. And (laughs) thank you all so much for your contribution and for your questions. Thank you for all the animals that were here on the show with us and their contribution to the show um, with what they are what they had to offer and um yeah are there any any uh last minute anything from from you guys about this that you'd like to contribute just thank you thank you great show <laughs> great thank you. awesome. you're thank welcome you, Charlie. Conversations with Dog. Mm-hmm.